All right, welcome to the official OCPHA podcast journey series where we interview our pharmacy professionals about their journey into their specialized fields. And today we actually have a special guest, Dr. Jessica Louie, and we're going to be talking to her about her journey into her current field. And uh, thank you again for being on the show, Jessica. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself so that the listeners kind of get a better idea about who you are? Yes, of course. I'm Dr. Jessica Louie, and I am really passionate about helping people find confidence to live intentionally. And I think this helps create really meaningful contributions to the world. And I'm a board certified critical care pharmacist, advanced practice pharmacist in California, and assistant professor. I also own three small businesses. I currently live in Los Angeles, California, and I'm originally from the Midwest. Awesome. Awesome. So so you said that you have uh, three businesses now and you're currently a professor. So how do you go about like managing all of that uh, with your, I guess uh, I'm asking about like time management and what are your small businesses about? Yes, of course. So I am an assistant professor at West Coast University School of Pharmacy here in Los Angeles. And I practice as a critical care pharmacist at a local community hospital. So outside of my full-time career, I own three small businesses. My main business is burnout coaching and declutter coaching as a certified Kodmari consultant. So if you've heard of the recent Netflix show, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, I am trained to go into people's homes and help them declutter. And my other two businesses are Find Your Script and Petite Style Script. And in terms of time management, I think that it's really important to know your why before starting a small business and, you know, really take on that new challenge. And over the past three years that I've started these businesses, I've been able to automate things so that I'm not working as many hours on them. So, you know, I put up a lot of hours up front and now a lot of them run on their own with some automation and software and things. Awesome. Okay. So you also said that you're a critical care pharmacist. Can you go over a little bit more about like what you do in that setting, your day-to-day, and I guess what kind of training you had that kind of led you down that path? Of course. So going back in terms of how I got into the specialty, so I attended University of Southern California for my bachelor degree and doctor of pharmacy degree. And I worked as an intern pharmacist at their private hospital. And I really loved the hospital setting. I had experienced other practice settings throughout pharmacy school and pre-pharmacy with community and retail and then ambulatory care as volunteer. And I decided to pursue acute care hospital settings. So I applied and matched into a PGY-1 pharmacy practice residency at University of Utah. And that was a wonderful experience. I completed my PGY-1 there and my teaching certificate and then stayed on for my PGY-2 in critical care and really customized that year for training in the intensive care unit, emergency department, and a special interest in research and scholarship. So moving into today, I transitioned into my role as an assistant professor of pharmacy practice with my specialty in critical care. So I work in intensive care unit and have hospital experience. So I'm helping a community hospital right now. And then I teach different critical care topics with a special focus on renal, respiratory, and cardiology topics. So it's a great broad scope of critical care right now. Awesome. Awesome. So because you're also a professor, one of the things I'm always curious about with professors and anyone who's in the teaching environment is aside from the actual material, like we all know that we have to learn the clinical material, but uh, are there any like maybe 
life concepts or skills that you try to instill into your students? Like, is there any kind of um, overarching goal that you're trying to achieve? Yes, that's a great question. I think that I really encourage the students to know, you know, why they're getting into the profession, how they want to help their patients, because having that clear why and purpose is really important as you progress throughout the curriculum and the four-year programs, because it can be challenging at times and being able to go back to, you know, this is the types of patients I can see helping and I can overcome some of those challenges through resiliency and grit by thinking back to that purpose. And I also encourage my students to really practice what they are learning. So apply the skill sets right away, whether that be in volunteer work, and we call that co-curricular activities now at the schools of pharmacy, or if that is is as an intern pharmacist, you know, working in a certain setting. And even if it's not the setting that you eventually want to work in, you can uh, be really open-minded about each learning opportunity as it presents itself and really take advantage of any learning experience so that you get something out of it. Um, I also really encourage the students to not let their career or job title really define them because I think that people and students will lose sight of, you know, what their end goals are. And, you know, we're more than just their job titles, and we can really help patients no matter what setting we work in. That's really great. So I also wanted to get back into your small businesses. So I know one of them is the uh, a big focus on um, pharmacist burnout. And I wanted to ask you about or what kind of motivated you into starting that that business specifically for pharmacist burnout? Yes, that's a great question. So I've experienced burnout throughout my healthcare career. And, you know, I didn't know what it was at first. So just a little background. So I had spent almost nine years training to become a critical care pharmacist. And I first started experiencing burnout during my PGY2 critical care residency. You know, it was a great residency, but I was taking on a lot of extra work that was, you know, outside the scope of the program where I was spending time conducting prospective and retrospective studies and took on about five projects that year and was really spending more hours at the hospital than at my actual apartment. And I also experienced burnout during my first year as an assistant professor. So overall, like the three classic signs of burnout are exhaustion. So, you know, I was physically and emotionally exhausted. I was constantly bringing work home either during residency or my first year as a professor. And then I had a lot of low sense of accomplishment because I'd poured so many hours into my research and scholarship. And I really had nothing to show for it. So I learned a lot over the years in terms of, you know, re- research rejections and how to get over those things. And I was really coping with some of my stress by accumulating things. I was accumulating new credentials and, you know, a cluttered home and things. And I realized how that was not healthy for me and I wasn't living intentionally. And there were some personal things that went on in my life where we lost some family members at a young age. So, you know, I really decided to change my life and really be more intentional. So I would say I was saved by simplifying and decluttering my life. And I found Marie Kondo's, you know, life-changing books and applied the KonMari method to my home and then to the rest of my life. And I was really being more intentional, not only with things that I accumulated, but with intention towards my finances and my health and well-being along with my relationships. So after I did that, you know, back in 2015, 2016, my family and friends started to notice a change. And this helped prompt growing into a business because, 
the KonMari team started certification processes. So I got certified as a KonMari consultant and coach. And now I'm able to help other pharmacists and healthcare professionals when they feel frazzled or overwhelmed like I did and really work side by side them to help them decolor their homes or their minds and reset feelings of burnout. Because I don't think that we you know, cure or solve burnout. It's really about preventing and resetting it because all of us are probably going to experience burnout sometime in our life. Wow. But that, that's really great that you're able to find that strategy and able to kind of now like spread that knowledge to other pharmacists who may be experiencing the same thing. I also want, wanted to ask you about your other businesses, aside from the one that's focused on KonMari and pharmacist burnout. Like, what are the other ones that you do? Yes. So I have some of philosophies that are applied to my other two businesses, you know, simplifying either information or simplifying wardrobes. So my very first business where I learned how to form a business and do the website design and social media was Petite Style Script. And it's a petite fashion and lifestyle blog. And it was really created to inspire women to feel more confident and empowered by their outfit and wardrobe choices. And it helps to simplify women's wardrobes by creating seasonal capsule wardrobes so they can really decrease overwhelm. And then my second business was Find Your Script. And Find Your Script is the pharmacy-focused business as well. It's really about raising awareness about the pharmacist profession, you know, simplifying concepts so that other healthcare professional students or pharmacy students can use these resources and advice and really help optimize, you know, their studying and patient care. Awesome. Awesome. So, so when you started your small businesses, were there like specific steps that you kind of took to prepare yourself to opening a business or did you kind of just learn as you go? Was there some kind of like overarching strategy you had? That's a great question. I would say that, you know, I didn't have a strategy going in. I just wanted to take on a new challenge. You know, I think that a lot of pharmacists are lifelong learners and we're also lifelong learners outside the profession. So I decided, you know, I want to reach a broader audience in some way. And I was passionate about the first business with fashion and styling just to feel more confident. You know, honestly, I had students that confused me as their classmates. So I think that, you know, that was important that young professionals feel confident in what they're wearing and, you know, can exude that so they can empower other women. So I think that starting the business, I didn't have a strategy, but I wanted to learn everything on my own. So I you know, did a lot of Google searches and found a lot of information on the internet to be able to start my businesses. All of them were started for less than $200. I put together my own websites, my own social media. And that first year, I would say that I learned a lot and I made a lot of mistakes over that first year, two years. And I think that overall, if we're open to having that trial and error and failing forward, it can really push you if you can see it long term. So now that I'm in year three of business, it's been a lot easier to start and to grow. And I've now been able to use some of the funds I have for my first two businesses to invest in business coaches and more formal training like that. So I think that, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a plan, but you have to be able to take those initial baby steps forward so that you can really reach this bigger goal that you have for yourself. Awesome. That's really cool. 
So you have a lot of experience in doing many different things. And, you know, so one of them is, you know, opening your small businesses. And the other thing is being a critical care pharmacist. And another thing is being in academia. So if a student that's currently not sure about their career path and wants to kind of play with the idea of going to the same paths that you have, or even another pharmacist, right? Another pharmacist who wants a change of scenery in their own current role. Do you have any advice for them? Yes, I think... You know, similar to what I said earlier in terms of having a clear purpose and clear values is something that I highly encourage and setting you up your ideal lifestyle. So even though you may have had a vision of what you wanted to do before you entered pharmacy school or, you know, when you first entered the profession, you know, that changes. It's not it's dynamic. You know, it's not stagnant. And just being open to having your goals change throughout the year or throughout, you know, your first five years as a young professional, you know, is helpful because, you know, if we go into something and think that, you know, this is the only field we we can work in for the rest of our lives, you know, it can be really closed off and present less opportunities to you moving forward. Wow, that's really good advice. If anyone wanted to reach out to you for any additional advice, or maybe if they had any questions about further questions about your business, or if they want to, you know, go through being coached on how to simplify their life, like, is there a way to reach you? Or how do they get a hold of you? Yes, the best place to reach out would be on my website, clarifysimplifyaligned.com. And my email is jessica at clarifysimplifyaligned. And there you can find some free resources for mindful decluttering and a free burnout webinar that you could watch that really outlines the three myths of healthcare burnout and six ways to reset feelings of burnout. So that's a great place to start. And you can also connect on social media and LinkedIn, Dr. Jessica Louie. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll be putting that in the show notes. So for anyone who's listening and you guys are more interested in the, in reaching out, you could always look into the show notes to find that information. But uh, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the podcast, Jessica. And um, I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. Thank you, Tony. Of course. All right. If you guys like this episode, please rate us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. Or you can find out more about our organization by visiting ocpha.org or on our social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. But until next time, OCPHA is signing off, reminding you to get determined, get inspired. 